Welcome to today's podcast. Today we are talking about technetium, the world's first artificially synthesized element. It's a naturally radioactive element, despite being relatively light, with only 43 protons. That makes it in the transition metals section of the periodic table, among a bunch of other elements that aren't really supposed to be radioactive. However, it's naturally unstable, giving it the ability to be radioactive, which it produces gamma radiation, beta radiations, and sometimes alpha radiation. Uh, This podcast will cover the most common form of technetium, TC99 and its metastable form, TC99M. The metastable form is the more useful of the two, being used for radiographical organ study, metallurgical tracing, or in corrosion-resistant products. Technetium occurs naturally, though rarely, in the Earth's crust. It's produced by the spontaneous fission of uranium in the core of the Earth. That's what gives the Earth the heat that it needs to survive and produce life on the surface. Spontaneous fission of uranium causes intense heat and it produces some technetium as it decays. It has a very high melting point at 2,172 degrees Celsius. Now for a little background on Technetium-99 and Technetium-99M. It's primarily man-made, occurring only in minuscule, minuscule amounts in the Earth's crust. Now normal Technetium, the non-metastable form, is almost stable, with a half-life of roughly 210,000 years. So it, it emits a low amount of radiation, but though it's still not too good to come into contact with it, it's fairly stable. It's also a component of nuclear waste, hence the radioactivity. It's produced by fission reactors and must be stored underground. Despite this, air, water, soil, plants, and animals all contain traces of TC-99. Human exposure to technetium is very rare, excluding the medical uses of TC-99M. Now for the uses of TC-99M. It has a half-life of six hours, so it's fairly unstable. It emits some gamma and beta radiation, and it's used most commonly in tumor diagnosis. The gamma rays are really easy to track using nuclear imaging technology available in a hospital, so it's um, particularly useful in diagnosing intestinal cancer and um, thyroid problems due to its strengths as a tumor-detecting diagnostic pharmaceutical. TC99M is the only form of technetium that can be ingested. The other ones would most likely kill you. Because of its short six-hour half-life, it's not too dangerous to humans, and it doesn't produce alpha radiation, so it won't rip you to pieces if you eat it. It's also very useful for diagnosing types of coronary artery diseases. The average patient is usually given between 370 to 1,110 megabecquerels, it's a unit of radiation, uh, SI unit of radiation during the treatment session. This is the acceptable range of gamma and beta dosing that can safely occur within the human body. It's generally administered via intravenous system or through straight injection into the patient. And now, of course, you have to know how to produce technetium. It's generated fairly cheaply and easily on site, generally at the hospital. So the parent isotope, molybdenum, molybdenum-99, that is, it's the parent isotope of technetium-99M. It's suspended on a alumina column, not aluminum, alumina, on which it decays via beta decay into technetium-99M. It produces um, technetium-99 and a beta particle. Uh, now, molybdenum 
99 has a half-life of 66 hours. And over the six-hour half-life of the resulting technetium, it produces about 140 kiloelectron volts of gamma radiation. This dosage makes it ideal for imaging parts of the body, such as the thyroid, because it's readily absorbed by the thyroid gland, so that it's very easy to see within and what's happening inside there. So if there's a tumor or some sort of unknown blockage there, they can easily see within any sort of organ that will absorb the technetium. So these stable um, atoms are bombarded by nuclear particles, such as neutrons, protons, deuterons, and alpha particles. This destabilizes the nucleus, causing a high-energy reaction. The nuclear reactions take place. This is obviously generally done in a nuclear reactor, causing the creation of useful radionuclides. Now, these radionuclides can then be then bombarded again to create a metastable uh, agent, which is the one with the six-hour half-life that's used in medical procedures. Now, due to the short life of the resulting nucleus, extraction of the radionuclide must be done quickly. A valve is filled with pressurized saline water, which then forces a technetium solution out from the alumina column. This is then diluted, and it's ready for medical use. That's all for today's podcast. Hope that you enjoyed learning all about technetium and how it can be applied to different fields of medicine and how it how it's it's very useful for uh, patients suffering from things such as cancer and any other medical problems. And maybe maybe you've seen it before and it's been very commonly used. So it's always great to know about it. Thank you for listening.